This is the High School Football America podcast for May the 23rd, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability, faster speed than huddle sideline. Plus, GameStrat has outstanding customer service with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And right now, GameStrat is offering a discount of up to $200, which means it's now cheaper than huddle sideline. Plus, GameStrat is making it risk-free. If you make the switch right now and there isn't a 2020 season, your money will just roll into 2021. No risk and you can't beat that. But you do have to act and you have to do that by June the 30th. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right, we're heading to the great state of Texas, Southeast Texas, and we are going to, uh, well, really it was about two weeks ago when uh, Wade Phillips, the longtime NFL coach, over four decades as an NFL coach, uh, went on Twitter and uh, in the middle of COVID-19 said, hey, uh, if you want to, you know, talk, talk football, coaches, hit me up, DM me, whatever you, you know, I'll I'll do anything. So of course, you know, I got the crazy idea that uh, I should just DM the coach and invite him here on the podcast. Well, we haven't gotten him on yet, but uh, uh, out of that um, uh, little tweet, I decided, well, let's try it and and, and sweeten the pot a little bit for uh, Coach Phillips and I decided to write a story about uh, the Bum Phillips Bowl that is played every year uh, between uh, Port Natchez Groves and Nederland High School. And uh, Bum Phillips, Wade's dad, the legendary late Bum Phillips, coached at both schools. And uh, I wrote that story thinking if Wade saw it, he might want to call me and, and do the podcast. But I, did, I didn't get Coach Wade Phillips yet, but I did get a great Great email from, I guess God just dropped it into my lap, uh, Bob West, the longtime sports editor at the uh, Port Arthur News from 1972 through 2015, wrote me and told me the story about how the uh, the Bum Phillips Bowl began between the two schools, the, the creation of the trophy. It was a wonderful story, and I thought I, uh, I couldn't do it justice, so uh, I, I decided to invite Bob on the show here to talk about the Bum Phillips Bowl, the trophy, and just some good old South East Texas football. Welcome to the show, Bob. Yeah, no, nobody I like talking about or writing about Jeff more than than Bum Phillips. Wade's close, but I, I, I give the nod to Bum because he was so quotable, such a unique individual, and, and he just meant so much to people in this area. Just to give you a kind of a stage setting for this area, we're in southeast Texas. And uh, Beaumont, Texas is the big town. It's about 100,000 people. Then Port Arthur is 10 miles from Beaumont. And then sitting between Beaumont and Port Arthur are Neerland and Port Natchez Groves. We refer to them as Mid-County. So their rivalry was long known as Mid-County Madness. Uh, And they have played their game last year was their 96th meeting. I think it's the second or third longest running rivalry in the state of Texas. Uh, Bum Phillips coached at both both schools. He uh, he got his start at Nederland High School in 1950, uh, bounced around a little bit, and then wound up at Port Natchez Groves in 1964. So uh, there's great hostility between these two communities. They're just separated <laughs> by railroad tracks. You you drive out of one and into the other. Their stadiums are about oh eight minutes apart. Uh, I'd say. 75% of the employed people in the area work in oil refineries. So 
they all work together, so they have 364 days a year to kind of talk about their <laughs> rivalry, which, uh, like I said, it was called Mid-County Madness. So uh, a bum is just uh, so a, a such an endearing person to people in this area. And uh, I guess it was 2010, 2011, they named a street uh, in both towns. Uh, after Bum. Bum Phillips Way and Bum Phillips Avenue, I believe. He came back for that. He came back and tossed a coin in 2012. And then sadly, in uh, in 2013, he passed away at age 90. And I, I hate to give credit uh, for this idea. I'd like to take credit myself, but <laughs> there was a lady that worked in a credit union. And she had met Bum when he was in town uh, for this street name. And so she told a friend of mine after Bum passed away, you know, with his ties to this area and he coached at both schools, you know, that we should uh, we, we should get have it. There should be a trophy and maybe call this uh, the Bum Phillips Bowl or something. <laughs> and uh, so this friend passed it on to me and I said, my God, what an idea. We, we have to do this. And so I sat out and thought about it and kind of visualized what a trophy should look like. And I have expensive tastes if I'm not spending my own money. <laughs> and uh, so I went to a trophy guy in town and kind of gave him my concept of what the trophy would look like. I said, look, Bum is recognized by his cowboy hat, so there's got to be a cowboy hat. I'd like to have sitting on a football and Gave him, you know, just the, the outline of what I'd like the trophy to be. And he said, well, this is above my head, but I, I know a guy that does specialty trophies uh, in, in Henrietta, Texas. So he called this guy, and he got back to me. He said, now, you know this is not going to be cheap. This is a, what you've come up with it is a great idea, but it is very going to be very expensive. <laughs> and I said, well, all I can do is go to our publisher and uh, – see what he said but I, I had no idea what we were talking about and he said okay it's going to be $3,500 and that's why it's really hard uh, <laughs> you work around newspapers you know what it's like to walk into a poster and say look I got this great idea you know and it's only going to cost us $3,500 <laughs> but the, uh, the the publisher to his credit didn't even bat an eye I like to fell out of my chair he, he understood what bum Phillips meant in our community and, and just how special a deal this was I showed him pictures so it took it took six months to get the trophy ready and uh, it, it was ready for the next season we, we put a photo of it and I would encourage any any of your uh, your listeners to just google bum Phillips trophy because you and I can talk about this but we really can't paint a picture with words to do justice. Oh, I'm going to put the, the picture in the story. Don't worry. Yeah, go, go ahead. Keep right. going, Bob. I love it. Go ahead. For, for, for my mind, it, it's as beautiful and unique a trophy, any college bowl game, any pro whatever. It's just, it's such a special trophy, and it just ties into this one very special man so well. So we, we got the trophy made. It was ready in August. We put put the photo on the uh, the cover of our football section that we do every year. That happened to be a year that Wade was between jobs, which made it work out really well. So we were able to get Wade to come in and present the trophy the, the first time that they played for it. 
And, and this rivalry didn't need something like this to be over the top. I mean, this is Texas, high school football, neighboring towns, but it just it took it to another level. The, the, and I give our publisher a lot of credit. He, when the, we got the trophy, he saw how really special it was. So what we did for about four weeks was take the trophy out in the community, credit unions, grocery stores, different places, and we let people come in and have their picture taken with the trophy. So by the time that game rolled around, there was just such a drumbeat going on around the trophy. Uh, the, the game was one of the best ever in the rivalry. Fate just worked it out that way. It came down to the last play of the game, and neither one stopped Port Nature's Rose on the three-yard line and won by a point. Just, you, you couldn't draw it up any better. We had a video made of bum about a four or five minute video that they played on in scoreboard and uh, you could have heard a pin drop just uh, uh, some great footage on bum and then the lights came on and and i made a little speech and then introduced wade and and wade made a speech and presented the trophy to the Nederland team and the the place just went wild and it's just uh Every year now, this is—it's just a bigger and bigger deal. The Bum Phillips Trophy, and I'm—I'm I'm so thrilled about it, Jeff, because Bum Phillips is one of the three or four most special people that I've ever known and been around, and and as a sports writer, had the opportunity to write about, and he's just—I uh, I wish everybody could have known Bum, mm-hmm. uh, and probably a lot of the younger folks out there listening may may just know him by name only, but he was a truly unique, remarkable individual and football coach. Well, you painted a wonderful, wonderful picture uh, and and story there. Uh, Obviously, uh, it's not the first time you've done that. Uh, We're talking with Bob West, the sports editor, longtime sports editor at the uh, Port Arthur News uh, up through 2015, starting in the early 70s. And as as I'm like to do when I do a story like this is, you know, I I know what Bum did up top, right? Playing on Sundays and all that other good stuff. But I want you, because you did get to know him, I, I would love you to tell maybe a story or two uh, dating back to you know his coaching days, his early coaching days, maybe when he was coaching his son uh, there uh, when, when he coached Wade and all that. Anything that you got there, a nugget or two that the, the listeners might enjoy? Well, let me tell you this. The, the, the Texas uh, High School, the University Interscholastic League, the Texas High School Football Association, have a big, uh, what they call coaching school every summer. Yep. They move it around Dallas, Fort Worth, wherever, have an all-star football game, and it, it's a convention. Every high school coach in the state is there. So back when Bum was just getting started in coaching, uh, a lot of folks didn't know who he was, but word got around uh, pretty quick that this guy's knowledge of football is amazing. So they would have big college coaches come in and speak at this clinic every year. So they're getting ready one year. This is, I think, probably in the late 50s, um, mid to late 50s. And so they got this big banquet room set up for this college coach, and there's hardly any coaches in the room. And the guy that's ahead of this is panicking. You know, what's going on? We, We promoted this. We got this big name college coach in here to talk, and there's nobody here. And finally, uh, a guy said, "Look, you better go check Bum Phillips's room." 
So they went down and Bum Bum had a big room and it was packed with coaches. <laughs> he was talking. He didn't realize that he'd gone over his time, and uh, so they they had to go down there and say, Bum, you got to you got to bring all your buddies up here so our, <laughs> our speakers can have a crowd. Uh, that's the way Bum was. Uh, uh, probably a lot of people don't know one of the interesting uh, aspects of his career. He coached at Nederland. Uh, from 1950 to 56, and he he, had, he just started in coaching. For his first year, he was an assistant coach at Needleland, no background in coaching. That year, the coach left, so his second year to become a coach, he became head coach at Needleland. And he went to clinics. He, he went everywhere to learn about the game of football. Well, one of the things he did every week, uh, they would he would let his players out early on Thursday. And he would drive to College Station to watch Texas A&M, coached by Bear Bryant. Uh, he would watch them practice, and then he had a deal with, with Bryant, who appreciated that, that this guy was hungry for knowledge. So every Thursday afternoon, he would make a three-hour drive to College Station, watch them practice, spend about an hour with Bear Bryant, and then drive back. Hmm. Well, in 1957, Bear Bryant hired Bum Phillips to run his defense. And uh, he, he asked Bum, figure out a way to simplify defensive play calling for me. Uh, Bum was a defensive genius. So he devised what was called the numbers defense. So Bryant leaves A&M for Alabama the next year and says, Bum, I want you to come to Alabama and be my defensive coordinator. Bum said, no, I'm, I'm a Texan. I'm not leaving Texas. I'm going to stay here. And he, he went to a high school in Texas, Jacksonville, that hadn't won a game in like three years. But uh, So this is a guy that turned down a chance to go with Bear Bryant to Alabama to coach high school football in Texas. And I had an occasion to talk to Bear Bryant one time, and I asked him, I said, Bear, you know, I hear a lot of talk about Bum and what a defensive guru he was was that really true and he said oh absolutely he said the defense that we ran at alabama was pretty much what bum put in for me at a&m so that's what a, a great coach bum phillips was I, I don't think he ever really gets credit for being uh, ha- how good a coach he was hmm. he, he was never in a place where he had a chance to win big he won with the houston oilers when nobody else had uh, but he, he was a, a great coach and a tremendous motivator. Wow, that's a wonderful story. Bob West on the line, former sports editor at the Port Arthur News. We are in uh, southeast Texas talking about the uh, the now the Bum Phillips Bowl, uh, Port Natchez Groves, uh, every year taking on Nederland. And uh, they play for this trophy that you can check out on highschoolfootballamerica.com. It, it is a beauty. And <laughs> 3,500. Yeah, you know, let me just go back to that. When you, when you said, you know what it's like when you deal with a publisher and you go in with your great idea? Everyone that I work for, no offense to any of them that are listening right now, they would have said that's nice jeff don't let the door hit you on that well anyway <laughs> that's oh, <the> yeah. <laughs> jeff i didn't think it had a chance i've been shot down too many times on raises to think <laughs> that i could push the 3500 but you never know unless you ask and like i said the guy to his credit understood what bum phillips meant in this area and i don't even think you could put a dollar figure on what that trophy ha- has been meant to the newspaper and the association with the trophy. Everybody knows the Port Arthur News came up with this trophy. The Port Arthur News' name is on the trophy. So 25, 30, 40 years from now, there may not be a Port Arthur News. <laughs> yeah. 
going. But that will be on there. But, but the main thing about the trophy, the one thing I really wanted was I wanted kids 10, 15, 20 years from now to know who Bum Phillips was and and to want to ask questions about why would there be a trophy in this guy's name. Because, you know, people forget you as time goes on. Well, this mm-hmm. way, Bum Phillips, it, it will be indelible in the minds of everybody associated with these two high schools as, as long as they have football. Programs. Yeah, I love the, you'll see it, folks, the uh, the, the hat at the top. It is pure Bum Phillips. Uh, uh, Bob, like I said, I want to try and keep, you know, on that high school side, see if I can extract a few more stories out of you. I mentioned that, uh, you know, his son, who was a very good football player, Way was a very good linebacker, I understand. Um, any stories from, from those days? Uh, was dad tough on Wade? Was, you know, how good was Wade? It sounded like he was a pretty darn good player. Well, well if his dad Dad was a defensive guru. We better have been right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now I did. I moved down here. I, I'm from Missouri originally, and I moved down here in 1965. And Wade's final year was 1964. So I really didn't have any uh, intermingling with them then. I, I will tell you, based on uh, what you said about talking to Wade, when you talked high school football with Wade, did he mention that he also played quarterback in high school? No, well, here's the thing. I never got to him. I'm still trying to get him to. He's probably got a long list of people, but I, I need to talk to him. That's what I'm saying. So the, this is this is the precursor to it. But fill me in so we can we can hit him up with this. He was a quarterback. Yeah, and I don't think that conversation will go very uh, will go very long. Wade was a heck of a linebacker, and he was really an overachiever. Uh, but uh, apparently they were they just didn't have a quarterback and and, and Bum had Wade playing quarterback partners. But <laughs> the, the highlight reel is as I understand it on Wade as a quarterback is pretty short. <laughs> You'll have to ask him that. I didn't have a chance to to see him play. Uh, but uh, there's as I've gone through the old stories. I don't see any offensive records that Wade held at Fort Nation's <laughs> and and I and. and and in full disclosure, let me go ahead and pass this along. Wade's wife and my wife were sorority sisters, uh-huh. and she was in our wedding, and my wife was in their wedding. So we have a really good relationship, and I can kind of kid Wade about uh, <laughs> about his quarterbacking prowess and whatnot. I'm, I'm not talking out of school. <laughs> oh, I love it. Bob West uh, telling some good stories here uh, from uh, the southeastern part of, of Texas. And uh, as, as we kind of wrap things up here, you've done a great job on that. I, I would just love when I get to some, and I'm not saying you're a dinosaur, but 72 to 2015 is a pretty good swath of time. Uh, t- tell, tell me a little bit about um, some of your, your, your fond memories of covering high school football in, in the great state of the number one state of Texas. You have a couple of real couple of tidbits that doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be about a name, but just kind of it paints the picture of what high school football in Texas is like for the people around the nation. Well, one thing I would tell you is this is, of course, everybody says, well, we're a football hotbed or whatnot. Southeast Texas has got to be one of the great, greatest producers of talent. When I first got started here, uh, Beaumont had Beaumont, Texas, that's a hundred thousand people in the town, maybe. They had seventeen guys in the NFL. Now that kind of switched to, to South County to Port Arthur later, but I had the opportunity as one of the great things about covering high school football down here. I 
Do you remember a guy named Joe Washington that played for Oklahoma, played in the NFL, almost uh, won a Heisman Trophy? Yeah, number 24 maybe at Oklahoma? Little Joe Washington, yeah, number 24 at Oklahoma, two-time All-America, a couple of national championships. Then I had a chance to cover a running back named Jamal Charles who came out of Port Arthur. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I always said Joe Washington, I, I would never – I covered Joe my first year at the Port Arthur News I thought, wow, I'll never see a running back as good as this guy. And then Jamal Charles comes along, and among other things, he holds the NFL record for average yards per carry, 5.4 yards per carry. Unbelievable player. Uh, I, I, one of them, and, and this name I know will resonate with you because you and I talked, uh, covered a quarterback in high school named Todd Dodge, and they ran an offense. He had a coach named Ronnie Thompson. I don't know mm-hmm. whether you've come across Ronnie or not. Ronnie was way ahead of Texas high school football. You know, oh, Texas high yeah. school football was, was ground and pound, and Ronnie unleashes this ultra-modern passing game with Todd Dodge as a quarterback, had a great receiver named Brent Duhon. Uh, they won their first 14 games and blew a lead in the finals of the state championship. And then Todd went on to win – I think he's either won five or six state championships as a head coach. Well, he won four in a row or four out of five at uh, South Lake Carroll. These are all big school championships. Oh, yeah. And he won again last year. Uh, you know, another guy that came out of Port Arthur High School, Jimmy Johnson. I think that name will probably resonate with a lot oh, of people. Oh, yeah. Uh, an- another guy that's just down the street from us, Orange, Texas, about 20 miles away, R.C. Slocum. Uh, one of the great defensive backs in the NFL right now, Earl Thomas, came out of this area. Again, it's the quality and the amount of talent to come out of this area, Jeff, is is mind-blowing. I mean, just big-time, big-time high school, college, and then NFL-type players. And I I just always was amazed. When I look back on my career, I thought, wow, you, you, I moved down here from Missouri. It's kind of a blind deal. Went to school at Lamar University in Beaumont. Worked at the paper there while I was going to school and then got the job in Port Arthur. And I'm thinking, wow, how lucky have you been <laughs> to wind up in a high school hotbed like this, then get exposed to Bum Phillips and Wade Phillips and Jimmy Johnson and R.C. Slocum and Todd Dodge, and it, it, it just goes on and on. So I, I was so blessed, Jeff to wind up in a place like this to cover high school football. Yeah, no doubt about that. And yes, I, when I uh, was interviewing Coach Dodd for the for the book, he shared all of that. I did talk to, to Duhon about his ability to uh, throw the football. In high I, I guess the way you look at it with Todd, right, is he still hasn't stopped throwing the football, whether it's as a player or as a coach. He's still oh, no. chunking around the lot. <laughs> no, no doubt about for that. Sure. <laughs> and it teams that were, yeah, were always so much fun to watch. Right? Oh, yeah. But and a lot of this goes back to Ronnie Thompson. The guy was a visionary now. He, he, I tell you, there was nobody in Texas throwing the ball. And when they came out with what they were doing, nobody knew how to defend and, and when you get my book, I'm going to send you a copy of it as soon as I get to this COVID-19 stuff where they can give me some more on the orders. You'll see that Dodge... 
does talk about it's not him that invented this. It, it came from from Coach, so he, he gave him all the props in the world for that. Uh, Bob West is on the line, the former sports editor, Port Arthur News. And before I, I let you go away, like I said, I've already made you feel bad about uh, how long you've been doing this, but I think uh, you would be a good person to pose this question to because, you know, whether it's, it's Texas or Nebraska or it doesn't matter, wherever high school football is played, there is a lot of chatter. Is, is 2020 going to be a high school football season? Uh, I'm not going to ask you to prognosticate on, on whether there will or won't be that, but uh, we've never seen anything like this in our time. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, maybe what has to happen so we can get back to a little bit of normalcy, at least on the gridiron uh, at the high school level? Any thoughts on it? Well, Jeff, you're above my pay grade there, I, but I pray that these that, that things can get back to normal in, in time for us to have, you know, some semblance of, of a football season. Not only high school football, but on all levels. Yeah. I think sports are so important to the American psyche, and I, I, I would just hate to see kids denied the experience, whether they're players, cheerleaders, band, whatever. It's just. It's such a big part of the fabric uh, when you're growing up, uh, whether it's Texas, Pennsylvania, California, whatever. We need high school football. We need to get back to that. Well said, and thank you so much for uh, hitting me up with the email. It's it's been a real pleasure. I know you've sent me uh, a copy of your son's book, and you know I'll let you do a little promotion on that if you don't mind, because at some point once I get to read it, once it gets here, it should be here already in my post office box. I, I'd like to have him on here, but want to give a little plug to your son's book. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of a bittersweet deal, and you'll understand it when you read. My son was a, was a high school quarterback at the same school that Todd Dodge went to, and in fact, Todd was on the coaching staff at North Texas and recruited Damon. So Damon went to North Texas to play college football. Uh, it had an injury that shortened his career. He went off the deep end, got into meth really bad and, and got to breaking into homes to support his habit, got in with the wrong people. Uh, it, it, it's a terrible story. He, he wound up, got caught, got sentenced to 65 years in prison. It was an over-the-top sentence uh, for a home burglary. They, they tried him as on organized crime. Uh, he, there were never guns or anything involved, but he deserved to go to prison. He did his time. Uh, he, he, he got paroled. Uh, he's been out four years, and he's become one of the top motivational speakers in the country. Dabo Swinney uh, at Clemson uh, brought him in Clemson to talk and, and, and did a testimonial for him, sent him to Nick Saban. Nick did the same thing. Uh, he's been to UCLA, Texas. You name a major program, and Damon has been there. Well, before he got out of prison, when he finally got his head together, he started writing a book about his life and you know, how he was a great high school football player and how he let it all get away from him and how he was going to turn it around and come back and be a difference maker. The book is called The Change Agent, and it's, uh, uh, of course, I'm his dad. I'm going to say the book was wonderful, but I promise you, if you read that book, it is so compelling. It, it's it's about sports, but it's also about life in prison, the hell he went through just to survive in prison, uh, what he's done coming out on the other side. Uh, so the book, The Change Agent, if you get a chance, I promise you, you will start reading it and you won't put it down. I, I, I had no idea he could uh, he could write. I mean, <laughs> oh, come you know, on, uh, Dad. 
No, he never he never read the paper when he was a kid. I'd get so frustrated. I'd ask him, oh, I, I don't read the And then he comes out and writes this book, and I did a little editing, very little. It was almost all his writing. And since then, there's a, a writer that, uh, that folks who read a lot may recognize his name. His name is John Gordon. He's yes. done about eight or ten bestsellers. Uh, he and Dabo Swinney are really close, and John went in to speak at Clemson, and Dabo said, John, you need to get in touch with this guy, Damon West. He's one of the most remarkable people I've ever been around. So John did some research, called Damon out of the clear blue, and said, I want to do a book with you. And, and one of the themes in, in The Change Agent is, is, is about a coffee bean, and I won't go into that, but he... So Damon said, look, man, I, you could do a book without me. Why are you calling me? And he said, based on what Dabo told me and what I've seen about you, I want to do this book with you. So they did it. Uh, that book is called The Coffee Bean, and it's been on the top five on the Wall Street Journal business bestseller list for well since it came out last year. So it's a remarkable redemption story, uh, Jeff. It, it's just... Uh, so painful what we, my wife and I went through with him, you know, to see a star quarterback uh, who we, we we thought was going to do great things with his life go totally down the drain on drugs. Just literally, we thought throw his life away, turn it around. He found God. He lost God. Then he found him again in prison. He's on the right path. He does AA. He, he's just uh it's a remarkable story, and I, and I hope folks will, will take the time to pick that book up and read it. And at some point, I, I think, and I know you're very busy, but uh, after you read the book, he does a lot of radio shows, a lot of podcasts. I, I think that he would make you a great guest on your show. Oh, he's already got the invite. Uh, I look forward to, to reading it. Uh, I, can, I can tell, you know, the, the, the pride in your voice. And like I said, I can only probably think about what you went through back in the day. But uh, I look forward to reading it. And Bob, thank you so much for lending your voice to uh, uh, the show today because it, it, it really means a lot. I, uh, you know, I, I was joking about how long you've been around, but I'm an old guy too. And uh, to me, as, as much as I love the game now, as much as I did back then, I, I love going back and reminiscing, so I really enjoy you taking the time to, to paint a couple of uh, stories with your words for people today. So thank you so much, and God bless, and uh, keep keep on on. Jeff, I, I've enjoyed it so much. Let's do it again sometime, because i got another, i got a really good story to tell you about who I did my first radio talk show with many years ago, and it was, it was because of Todd Dodge and that Port Arthur uh, high school football team. All right. I, I wound up doing a talk show in Houston with Jim Nance, so we'll talk about that <laughs> next time. Well, you know what? You, you you just made yourself another date. We'll be back in touch here, and we'll we'll go through that as well. I, I really, really enjoyed uh, your, your storytelling, and I, I look forward to hearing that one as well. Take care of yourself. Very good. Thank you, Jeff. And don't forget, you can follow high school football from across the country on all of our social media platforms, starting with Twitter. Our handle there is HSFB America. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash high school football America. And we're also on Instagram, where our handle is high school football America. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and faster speed than high sideline plus GameStrat has outstanding customer service 
along with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And right now, GameStrat is offering a discount up to $200, which means it's even cheaper than Huddle Sideline. Plus, GameStrat is making it risk-free, which is awesome. If you make the switch right now, and there isn't a 2020 season, and Lord knows we we are hoping and praying there is uh, one this year, your money will just roll into 2021. No risk, and you can't beat that. All you have to do is act, and you must act by June the 30th to get that discount and that risk-free offer. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. I'm Jeff Fisher, and you've been listening to the High School Football America podcast.